It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Goodbye, baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to have you with us as we get set for a big weekend this weekend. Mariners take on the New York Yankees after the off day yesterday. So a huge weekend for the Mariners. A little warming up front at this podcast, too. I'm a little under the weather, so I forgive me and bear with me during this one. I <clears throat> I probably won't talk a ton, but... Uh, we do have a lot coming your way in this podcast. We'll review the last game against the Baltimore Orioles as the Mariners take a series. They take two of three against Baltimore. And we'll take a look ahead at this weekend. Also some good stuff coming up. Nelson Cruz, the nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award. So congratulations to him. Also, Brian DeLunis will be by. Always a very interesting conversation. So he'll join Shannon Dreher and just... A few minutes. So coming into this series, this is what the Mariners are looking at as they take on the Yankees, still staring up at the Oakland A's, five and a half games behind Oakland coming into this series. Pitching matchups look like this. And of course, the Yankees, a tremendous season. Yankees right now, the first wild card, 87 and 53. They're ahead of the A's by three and a half games. Oakland, 84 and 57. And then the Mariners, 78-62. and 62. Yankees just lost two of three from the A's over the weekend in Oakland, part of a long road trip for the Yankees. Really good pitching matchup tonight in game one of the series, 7-10 first pitch. Paxton against Tanaka, 6-10 on Saturday. Felix against Lance Lynn, who they picked up near the trade deadline. And then Sunday, 110 first start. Erasmo gets the ball. CC Sabathia will go for the Yankees. An off day for the Mariners on Monday, then two against the Padres before the last road trip of the season. So time running out for the Mariners in a big, big weekend series. Meanwhile, all eyes will be on the A's this weekend as well. While the Mariners are taking on the Yankees. The A's will have to deal with the Texas Rangers, who in the second half of the season have scored a ton of runs. And Mariners fans, I know, are hoping they will score a ton of runs against the A's this weekend. A's also have an off day on Monday. They'll go to Baltimore for three and then to Tampa for three after that. Of course, Tampa has been on a big, big roll. So that's how things line up in the near term. Mariners and Yankees game one tonight from Safeco Field. 
Last ball game, it was, well, Mariners playing some long ball. First, it was Mitch Hanniger early on. There's pitch swung on, a slicing drive, deep center field. And looking up, and it is gone. Cedric Mullins gave it a look. Ran out of room, Mitch Hanniger. Powers one out of here. Mariners have a one nothing lead here in the third. For Mitch, his 24th home run, 85th RBI. Extends his hitting streak to 17 games, a career best. One nothing Seattle. One nothing lead would be wiped away. Baltimore would put two on the board, a two to one lead for the O's. But the Mariners play long ball again, back to back. Jacks first, Nelson Cruz. The stretch and the one two pitch, swinging a high drive deep into the alley and left center, heading to the pen. This one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. Nelly Cruz is tied it at 2 2 here in the bottom of the fifth inning, his 34th home run of the season. What a shot by Cruz, his 85th run batted in, career RBI number 999 ties the game. It's the Mariners 2 and the Orioles 2. Nelly Cruz coming through one more time. Holy smokes, what a shot by Cruz. And then Denard Spann followed with a blast. The 2-0 to Denard. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Back-to-back home runs for Nelly Cruz and Denard Spann. And just like that, the Mariners have the lead. 3-2 over the Orioles. For Denard Spann, home run number 11 on the year. His seventh in a Mariners uniform. The back-to-back home runs, and the Mariners take over the lead, three to two over Baltimore here in the bottom of the fifth. What a shot by Span! Mariners would add on some more, hand a lead to Edwin Diaz, and he finished it out as he always does. Here's Trey Mancini, the pitch on the way, swing and a pop-up into shallow right field. Hanniger coming in, he's there, makes the catch, and the Mariners win it. Sugar with a save, how sweet it is. Number 53 on the year for Edwin Diaz and counting. It is hard to believe you look at his save total, 53 tied for fifth most in baseball history in a single season. He is tied with Randy Myers, Trevor Hoffman, and Mariano Rivera. That's remarkable. One more will give him 54, which will be fifth all alone. And then he is will be one away from Gagne and Smoltz, 55. Thigpen, second most. Bobby Thigpen of the White Sox, 57. And, of course, Francisco Rodriguez was 62 in 2008, the all-time leader. Amazing, though, as he continues to climb the ladder and make history every single time he takes the mound. Here's what the skipper Scott Service said after the win and the series win against Baltimore. Yeah, it was kind of like watching two different games. Uh, what I saw, you know, the first uh, four and a half innings, a little uh, sluggish, not a whole lot going on. Certainly the top of the fifth wasn't very pretty uh, for us defensively, but you know, Mike Leake, uh, you know, without his real A game tonight, uh, I would say he just didn't, uh, you know, he just wasn't quite as crisp as we've seen him in the past, but really made pitches and, and competes well and does all the little things when he's out there to, to not beat himself. So uh, it's nice to get him a win. You know, he's thrown some good ball games that we have not converted into wins for him. So uh, it was good to see that. And then we did get the offense going a little bit tonight. Obviously, the home runs were big. 
um, you know, get back in, in front in the lead there in the bottom of the fifth, and then you know, adding on a couple of runs was huge. You know, you, you're sitting there watching the games, and here we go again. It's going to be another one run, you know, type deal with the back end of our bullpen. But uh, it was nice to add on a couple of runs. So, uh, good ball game. Uh, it was nice for us to to kick it in gear a little bit the second half of that game, and that's how we need to play. He always seems to hit pretty well against his old team, Nelly. Nelly hits pretty good against a lot of teams. Yeah, uh, no, he, he does. He, he swings a bad good against Baltimore. Um, you know, it was nice to see him. You know, the home run is big. You know, we're kind of two out, nobody on, whatever it was in the fifth. And, you know, he pops it out, ties the game, and then Denard right behind him. So, uh, uh, big hits. You know, we haven't had a lot. So we're, you know, the bases loaded early in the game. Seager smokes a ball right at the center field. There was a lot, you know, some balls that weren't falling in for us tonight. But uh, his bats were better, uh, which is good to see. Nelly using the wheels, too. I mean, he's hurting. You know that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's feeling, yeah. He, score from second. Yeah, no, he uh, he is still, uh, not maybe 100%, but, you know, he's 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 a gamer. He, he When he gets out there, he kind of lets the adrenaline take over and, uh, you know, moving moving okay to right around the bases. Still hold your breath when he's going for second on the double. Yeah. Score. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. You're always holding your breath a little bit out there, but uh, he likes to play. You know, he's at, been at this game a long time. He enjoys coming to the ballpark, preparing, and then going out and competing. And pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Heredia's got that those things in his game. He needs to. You know, that's the type of player he needs to be. But. Uh, you know, he hadn't been up there much at all recently, uh, you know, but he's in tune. He got the sign. We executed the play. You know, it's nice to pick up a run there. Uh, you know, we just haven't scored a lot lately, so every additional run late in the ball game is nice, but well executed by, by G. Not a whole lot of games where you've had three home runs. I mean, just to get that side going, that's when the offense is going good. And a few extra base hits, too. Just to... Yeah, it was. Uh, it's nice to see. We haven't had a lot of those games. We hit three home runs. Uh, I like homers. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's good to see. Um, guys driving the ball. Uh, you know, Denard got a changeup up. Handy, I think he hit a curveball, and Nelson hit a fastball. So um, they, they were on some stuff tonight off Cashner, which was great. You know, off day tomorrow. Need to come back. Should be a, a fun series this weekend against the Yankees. That, that error on Segura, the first one, is that, is that more Robbie or is that more Gene? Yeah, that's, that's probably a ball Robbie should catch. Um, you know, at first, I'm not sure who got the air on it, but um, yeah, you know, Robbie um, should have probably had that one, and I'm sure he's the first to, to admit it. Um, yeah, you know, a little bit. I think he maybe stretched too early or got kind of locked up from where I was standing um, and just didn't, didn't catch the ball. But, uh, uh, you know, it's things like that are going to happen, but you're still surprised. You know, uh, Robbie's a heck of a player, no matter where you put him on the field. And, you know, we have to uh, be creative and keep moving guys around, uh, keeps uh, the guys in the lineup and, and keeps it going. So, uh, you know, you're going to have a miscue here or there, but there's some other miscues in that inning that, that should not have happened. And, uh, we need to play better defense behind Mike Leak. He, he deserved better in that inning. Uh, I'm really excited about what I saw. I think that's the best outing he's had since he's been with us. Uh, you know, he's got a good cutter, the curveball, but the, the last fastball he threw to strike uh, the guy out was explosive. It just took off. You know, if he's got that kind of stuff, it's exciting to see. Um, he'll continue to get plenty of shots in that role. Yeah, that was very interesting aspect of the ball game. Sean Armstrong getting the call in the seventh inning. There's been struggles, obviously, in the seventh for the Mariners. 
Armstrong, no doubt after the way he pitched in that ball game, will get another crack at that role. Here's what Armstrong had to say after the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're able to either get the ball when we're trying to make a playoff push and stuff, it's kind of going to make the most of the opportunity and you know, keep part of the game there. I was fortunate enough to get the baseball and, you know, just attack hitters and trust Z behind the plate. I mean, he does a phenomenal job back there. So, you know, when you have the ability to have him catching you, you just kind of, like I said, just trust your stuff and kind of let it play out. Sure, it's the stuff we've seen Chris tonight, especially the last fastball. You really fired up there, had a lot of ride to it. But how did you feel? I felt great. You know, I mean, I was down at Tacoma this year, you know, just trying to, you know, analytics. It's become a lot of baseball now. So, you know, just relying on track man and rap soda and trying to repeat it down there. It just kind of has helped me to get to where I am now and, you know, just being able to stay within myself and kind of find an extra gear here and there, you know, just kind of works itself out, like I said, whenever you're feeling good out there. So you check out spin rate on your fastball and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, just to make sure consistency and everything, you know, when you have a bad outing, sometimes it's not your delivery. Sometimes it's just like, okay, where was your arm slot at that day, you know, in your delivery and so forth. So, you know, just having that type of stuff behind you to be able to go back and, you know, look at Interesting stuff, and it'll be fun to talk to him further about his year in Tacoma and spin rate and everything else he's working on. He had a great season in AAA, a 1.77 ERA. Spent a lot of time as a closer for the Rainiers this year, 15 saves along the way. And so far, so good. Four outings so far for the Mariners, four and two-thirds scoreless innings as his uh, his role increases in terms of big situations. I imagine we'll see him in the seventh again. So very interesting stuff from Sean Armstrong. Right now, we are going to hand it over to Shannon Dreyer. First, Brian DeLunis. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout catching up with bullpen coach Brian DeLunis, whose entire world has just absolutely turned on its ear in the last few days. All of a sudden, you go from a bullpen of seven or eight to, what are you at now? Yeah, we get 12 now. 12, yeah. 12 after today. All right. The good news is you're out of Oakland, so you, there's a little bit more room for them. But what do you need to do to kind of help keep a bullpen of that size ready at all times? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to preparation before the game and, and you know, sticking with your routines, it's, it's obviously not everybody's going to pitch, um, you know, every night. There's you, there's just not going to be enough innings. Hopefully if our starters are doing the job that they need to do, uh, you know, you're still going to come down to using guys in up games and, you know, some guys in down games. So um, the, the key, I think, is just, to, again, preparation and to be ready when your name gets called. You came with a very unique background in the biomechanics. You've had almost a full season with Edwin Diaz. What stands out about the work that he does to you? Yeah, for me is is two things. It's really one the, the ability to to move, how he moves, uh, the ability to generate force, and in, 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 in the the amount of time and how he does that over the short amount of time he generates so much force. Um, the number two is really the way that he auto corrects and how quickly he's been able to make adjustments. Um, you know, he I, I think people, if you look from the outside, see him as. You know, I'm just going to grip it and throw the ball as hard as I can. And that's not Edwin at all. He actually pitches. He's got a good sense of, of how to pitch, um, what he's trying to do, where he's trying to go with the ball. Um, you know, the relationship that, that we've built throughout the course of the season is, is the trust that's kept kept building. Um, you know, it's really cool to, to, to see him kind of go through that and, you know, be able to turn around and say, you know, better or worse or, or you know, where do you see that? Is that, is that good flight? Those kind of things. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, his ability to, to, to throw a bad pitch and then immediately turn back around and, and, and make a quick adjustment, a lot of guys don't have that. They'll have a bad day, and if it's a bad day, it's right. going to be a whole bad day. You don't have a long time to fix it. No, you, you don't. Not in his role. Not as no. a closer. I mean, it's it's it's... You know, you're, if you have a bad day, we lose. And that's the difference is if, if somebody else has a bad day, somebody comes in behind you. If it's Eddie, he can't have bad days. And I think that's what makes that role in particular so uh, so unique and so tough to, you know, it makes it a challenge. It's why there's only so many guys in the league that really do a good job at that role. Remarkable that he got up to that speed and that level so quickly. Another guy, um, Felix Hernandez has been hanging out down there quite a bit, and he was in. I'd seen him catch some, attempt to catch some footballs, and and do some of the pre work. What would you like for him to take from the experience of being part of the? Even though he didn't get in the game until that one, but that work. What would you yeah. like him to take from that routine and that work? Well, you know, I think it's interesting. I, you know, I think for for a while, and you get into a routine as a starter, and you know, the guy's been doing it for 10, 11, 12 years, and. Um, you know, you start missing out on some of the uh, some of the advanced scouting meetings. You miss out on some of the camaraderie of, of everybody, all the bullpen guys going down there and stretching together and talking baseball together and and rooting. I mean, like you know, like again, I always say that in, in the in Safeco, you know, your biggest rooting section is out there in that bullpen. I mean, we we're cheering and cheering on guys and everything else, and it's you know the guys are into it. Um, I think for for Felix to be able to kind of you know, come full circle and 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 get involved in some of the the, the, the advanced scouting meetings, looking at, at um, you know scouting reports and how you're going to get outs, being able to get around guys and, and be able to uh, you know talk baseball and he's been great in the bullpen when he comes down. I mean he's he, he's talking baseball, he's engaged again, as opposed to a lot of starters who may you know spend the whole game sitting in the clubhouse and texting or or whatever it is, and you know they they might come out in the eighth inning to check in on the game. He comes out and he's out there and he's you know he's engaged. It's 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 back like playing. You know why we all started playing this game is is to be part of that team team thing. And I think starting pitching, you're on an island so much for your whole career. I think it's kind of been rejuvenating to him to. You know, I'm a firm believer in the fact that that I think it's irrefutable. You're going to have more success. You're going to pitch better. You're going to perform better if you feel like you're you're performing for someone else. And I think a problem that Felix may have run into for a while there was he was pitching for himself, you know, and not in a bad way at all, not selfish or anything like that, but, like, he's trying to impress and try to get back to himself, and now he's got guys that, you know, he feels like they rely on him. And, 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 and just to be back and feel like part of that team, I think, a little bit can give you that mental boost to get you over the edge. So I, that's been really cool to me to, to watch that transformation. That's pretty yeah. cool to see. The last one, um, what were you able to see at the, the barbershop out there last night? Yeah, that was interesting. I, we, we had all kinds of guys out there and from, from little bitty kids to, to, to you know, people my, my parents' age and, you know, everybody in between had the uh, the Diaz haircut out there. So it was interesting. And they let us know. And they were, you know, they were standing around wanting to get pictures and everything else. So good for them. It's fun. It's it's a little bit of, uh, you know, promotion for a guy who's done an incredible job, obviously, all year for us. 52 saves is, is, is remarkable, obviously, to say the least. Hopefully he can get a few more in him. And, uh, and and you know, give us a shot here down the end. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was. Uh, I think more than any of us expected <laughs> to see the barbershop going on down there. But that was cool. Fantastic, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Great talking to you. And now, congratulations to Nelson Cruz.
Shannon Dreyer here at Safeco Field, where today, Clemente Day, had a number of Mariners reflecting on the player and the work he did. For Edwin Diaz, the day has double impact as a ball player and fellow Puerto Rican. There. You know, for us, the player is a big, big person. I, I think for all the people in Puerto Rico, too. I know about his doing baseball, so it's big for me. You know, Clemente, I think that one of the best players ever from Puerto Rico, so, you know, we remember him every time. And he was somebody who did a lot for the community, a lot for uh, just people in general, wherever he was. You do things, too. Where where does your inspiration come in, in helping people the way that you do? You know, I just inspired because when I was a little kid, other players, like, you know, I didn't grow up in his when he was alive. So, but other players do the same thing like, like I do. So I try to do the same thing. They, they give give to the kids increase my everything and I just try to do the same thing because when I was a little kid they do the same thing to me so I feel happy doing the same thing to the new kids coming on grew up. Who were some of the players that did that? Uh, from my hometown my cousin do it a couple of times his name is Jose Melendez okay. he preached uh, I see you in the league so he do it a couple of times and Robert, Robbie Alomar, Jadel Molina all oh. those guys okay. yeah they do a lot and, and DR too I saw videos and everything, like Cano, other player in Christmas, they give a lot of gifts. So when you were a little kid, uh, an Alomar, you met an Alomar or you saw them do that? Yeah, I met Alomar, you know, I, I go a bunch of clinics and a, a bunch of activity. So I, I, I saw those, those great players from Puerto Rico and that inspired me to be like that. Cameron Mabin is a former Clemente Award nominee, a huge honor. Earlier today, Mabin tweeted his appreciation for Clemente, saying he was, quote, a great ball player who used his platform to help others. Be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. You know, I think, not to say that it wouldn't be done, but without him, you know, I feel like starting that trend and being more, being more than just a baseball player, being an advocate of, of community, being an advocate of family, being a, an advocate of, of loving each other and helping each other. I think, I, I think he, he definitely, like I said, laid a, laid a very, very good path to, so, so that we could follow and continue to inspire. You know, because every day kids are watching, every day grown, grown people are watching. You know, and um, they feel a tie to us. So just to be able to open yourself up and allow that, that, that bridge so they can fly, they can connect. I think it's special. One of the great things is, is there's so many people in this clubhouse that do it. There can only be one nominee, and everybody does it for different reasons. And I know that you have a history of it, but where did that start? What was it that inspired you to do the first thing that you did in giving Well, honestly, back? just, you know, my hometown. You know, I, I feel like um, throughout your life, whether you're a young man or a young woman, I feel like you come across people who help groom and mold you even if you don't even realize it you know and I think my city of Asheville my community coming up as a youth I always had so much support and I feel like I had a really strong backing of people who really genuinely cared they didn't want anything from me but they really genuinely just cared about seeing me have success and when I came home and you know you could feel that love so I, I wanted to do something that almost felt like you know I was giving back because I appreciated the love and the encouragement that I got along the way so um you know, that's where it started for me, and and, and, and we, we started out with a, I do every year now for the fourth year, we do a, um, you know, we help people during Christmas. It's the Maven Mission, you know, holiday Christmas project, and every year we sponsor families, and um, my wife and I, she had the idea, so I think it all starts from home. 
Finally, Robinson Cano, another former nominee, talks of the importance of the example Clemente set and this year's Mariners nominee. Well, it's been a lot because that says what, um, what kind of great things players has been done outside of the field. I think it's really important for all of us to kind of give back to the community, do things for kids, and uh, especially for people that really need it, and see around the league how guys being handled and doing those kinds of things like off the field. That's, that's amazing. I mean, especially how Roberto Clemente died, just helping others. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be honored. It's a neat thing that in this clubhouse there are so many players that you could choose from as a nominee, and it's been you before this year. It's this guy over in this locker, Nelson Cruz. Just a little bit about the example that he sends in that. Well, I mean, he's a great example for all of us. I mean, a guy that I'm, you know, I've been to his town and see all the things that he's done, not only for his town, but, you know, all around. I mean, he's a great person, even better as a person than a player. And, like I say, he's one of my favorite teammates. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. 